Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, how's it going? This is episode 122 of Beyond Synth. My name is Andy Last, and I host the show. So, if you just listen to the show and you haven't watched any of the YouTube videos I posted or uh, Twitter posts or Facebook or stuff, I took a break for a few weeks. I'm not 100% sure what is going on, but I'm having some weird hearts. I mean, like, if you listen to some of the previous week's shows, you'll hear me talking to guests about how, like, my heart is, like, beating funny. Might be an arrhythmia or something like that. I can't say, and I still don't know anything. I wore a halter monitor for a while, uh, which you can see in the video. That's when they, like, stick a bunch of stuff to you with wires and things and uh, monitor your heart, and, you know, I just have... uh, meetings with doctors and things and uh you know a lot of those haven't happened yet so i still have no clue what's going on uh it could be stress it could be food related uh i can't really tell i've been keeping track of what i eat i've been keeping track of when i feel the symptoms and trying to be an amateur sleuth Uh, that's a detective and uh, tried to figure out you know what is it that i'm doing that connects to these events basically like my heart will just start beating in strange ways like it'll skip beats it'll then there's these big beats you know that follow and stuff so i want to thank everyone for the well wishes maybe i'll i'll thank you all uh uh by name in a second here and also uh to the people who wrote to me to tell me their sort of health stories and uh maybe give me some insight into what's going on uh and so i'm very thankful to those people because that was uh helpful yeah so i don't know it's it's weird you know because i have all these people saying you know get well soon and i feel fine you know like i feel fine but every so often my heart just beats funny and obviously it, it means it's something that i have to look into it could just be you know maybe i'm not supposed to drink booze anymore because it seems to act up when i drink which was weird, too, because, you know, the other day I went to the uh, Perturbator show in Toronto, and thanks to uh, Dana Jean Phoenix and uh, Haley Stewart, uh, got to go back and see and hang out with James and uh, Judge Bitch, and uh, that wouldn't have happened otherwise because it was uh, difficult to get a hold of him, so I'm thankful to uh, Dana for being there and, and Haley as well, and... You know, and so I wanted to have a drink, and I did have a bit. <laughs> you know, I was just like, well, I'm going to have some beer, like I have to, right? But now every time I have beer, like it seems to do stuff to make my heart beat funny, and it's very strange. But again, I haven't put myself under like lab tests, and I don't know what happens. I don't know if, you know, I go see a doctor and they're just like, well, we're going to do some more tests on you if they're going to be like, well, we'll keep an eye on this. Like, I'm hoping I go to a place where they, like, make me run on a treadmill and, like, you know, poke me with some things just to see, like, what the reaction is. But maybe it's just as simple as, 
well, if it happens again, let us know, and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it's hard to say, but I definitely have I've heard from a lot of people who, you know, told me about their arrhythmias and their heartbeats and stuff, and I don't know if it's something that necessarily kills people, not to be morbid about this. <laughs> you gotta, gotta think about it, but uh, I think it's just a thing that's weird that happens uh and hopefully that's all it is but who knows maybe i'll go to the doctor and he'll be like you got a fucking knife in your heart or something and then i'll be like shit get it out or keep it in whatever is better for me anyways so that's my update for you so the schedule for the upcoming beyond synth shows i'm still not 100 percent sure of i'm gonna try and get the show back on track renovations are complete I am rebuilding the Beyond Synth set to start shooting uh, more episodes of the real Beyond Synth. And um, there there might not be another episode in October, but we got a lot of fun and exciting things planned. So I don't want to spoil anything, but we got some fun things planned. I think there was a concern just because the show is, you know, filmed here in Toronto that maybe I was only going to be having like the Canadian guests on or, you know, people who are local to TO. And of course, I'm going to support them and and they will be on. But uh, I am looking at ways to get other guests onto the program, uh, maybe also with the help of the Patreon donations uh, that people uh, give me, which, uh, yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun and uh, hopefully get an opportunity to... uh, to talk more about that in the future. In the meantime, let's listen to a song. Sorry for the ramble. Uh, here's a track by someone called Bali Soda, B-A-A-L-I-S-O-D-A, and this is a track called Arcade Rider from the album Badlands.
that was Bally Soda off the album Badlands with the track Arcade Rider. And you are listening to Beyond Synth right now. So today we have, I'm, I have a catch up with Droid Bishop. We talked just the other day. And uh, it's always fun to uh, catch up with people I enjoy, and we listen to lots of Droid Bishop and have a, a fun chat. And of course, we're going to keep it 80s with Marco Merrick shortly. But uh, now I think um, I think it'd be fun just to do a little shout out to all the people who were, were w- well wishing me, uh, because I really appreciate it. You know, some of you I don't think I've ever really even chatted to personally, but uh, it, was, it was nice of you. So this was from the Beyond Synth page. There's uh, Maziar... Sh- oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to get fucked up on the first one. Maziar Shasafdari. Maziar Shasafdari says, Take care and get well soon, Andy. Very best wishes from all of your many fans, I'm sure. Well, thanks, buddy. Uh, I appreciate that. Eddie Perez, hope for a speedy recovery, my friend. Take care. I hope you have a speedy recovery, Eddie Perez. Elixir, uh, you should check out their music. They make some cool tracks. Definitely do what you need to do to be healthy. We'll be thinking of you and sending good vibes. Well, thanks, buddy. Uh, Justin Shearer says, belt too tight and put your neck out. <laughs> Grim, hope you're back on your feet soon, mate. That's a joke about autoerotic asphyxiation. Uh, thanks, Justin. Benjamin Jarrell. Jarrell? How do you say your last name? Benjamin Jarrell? Jarrell. It's either Jarrell or Jarrell, or maybe it's Jarrell. Anyways, Ben, uh, he says, feel better, and I say, you feel better. Alan Zaya says, get well, Andy. You get well, Alan. Uh, Stephen LeBeau, your health should always take priority. Do what you gotta do. I'm gonna, man. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Justin Weems, Godspeed, man. Take care and good luck. Uh, thank you. I shall, Justin Weems. Fraser Davidson says, get well soon. Hope to hear you on the air again soon. Well, hopefully you're listening right now. And a little cartoon thumbs up. Cartoon thumbs up to you. Christopher A. Compton says, get well soon, sir. Thank you, Christopher A. Compton. I appreciate it. Then there's Simon Norberg. He says, take care, Andy. Get well soon, sir. You get well soon, sir. Simon Norberg. And then there's Gianluca Marchesi. March. Ah, fuck. Gianluca Mar- Marchese, Marchesi, March. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying any of your names correctly. Uh, Gianluca, Gianluca. Anyway, he says, take care, man. Hope to hear you soon, stronger than ever. Uh, well, thanks, buddy. I hope to be here soon. I hope I'm here right now recording this. Orlando Rodriguez Neef says, hey, I still need to tell you how to pronounce my name correctly. Get well soon. Yes, you do, Orlando. Sonny Crockett says, please don't die. <laughs> There are so many interviews we need to hear, but a break is okay. Get well, mate. Well, uh, I'm going to try, dude. I feel fine right now. Uh, Who knows? And a break is okay, and hopefully the break is over. Uh, Lucas Hergovic. Hergovic? Lucas? Lucas Hergovic. Hergovic. Get well soon, Andy. Well, you get well soon, Lucas. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Then there's Daniel Asvani. Asvani? Asvani? Uh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm, I hope I'm even saying the Daniel part right, because there's like an accent over the A. Daniel. Is that how you say it? Daniel. Azvani. Uh, he says, get well soon, sir. Take a good rest and chill out, happy face. Well, I'm going to try, uh, buddy. I, I am going to try, if you know what I mean. 
How about this? Let's listen to some more music, and then I'll uh, I'll thank some more people. Um, what do we got? We got a track by a dude called Caspro from the album Head Reset, and this is a fucking cool song. Actually, this whole album uh, was good. I, I'm glad I stumbled upon it, or maybe he sent it to me. I say I stumble upon things when people send things to me because uh, it makes me sound cooler. All right, uh, here's a track called Light Year by Caspro.
That was Caspero with the track Lightyear off the album Head Reset. And that's a cool track. Uh, let's see, who else was uh, wishing me? Die Scum Incorporated says, Wishing you a speedy recovery, sir. Well, thank you, Die Scum. Facehugger says, Wishing you a speedy recovery. Well, that's the same fucking sentence, except he didn't say sir. So uh, maybe Facehugger is, is showing less respect by not adding the sir. But I will show him respect by not pronouncing the X in Facehugger. Stu M says, Hey, Andy, you'll never inconvenience anyone, man. Take it easy, bro. Take some downtime, lad. Thumbs up. All the best to a swift return to the fold heart. Thanks, Stu M. I'm gonna try. Then Bobby B sent a bunch of emoticons. Emoticons. <laughs> emoticons. There's a there's a smiley face with a thermometer in its mouth. Smiley face with a tear on its forehead. Then a couple kissy ones. So what do you suppose that means? Is that just like a you're feeling sick? Here's some kisses to feel better. Is that correct? Am I understanding this correct, Bobby B? I hope I am. And thank you. And then uh, C. Thomas Howell says, Hope everything is all right. Get well soon, Andy Last. Well, I will, C. Thomas Howell. Mickey Fleischer says, Hope you get well soon. I love you, Andy. Well, I love you too, buddy. Uh, you should go check out Mickey's music, actually. He's got a few tracks that I've listened to quite a bit. He's got some nice uh, tunes on his SoundCloud. Uh, then there's Gregorio Franco. Good luck, man. Sending good vibes. Well, I will send you good vibes now. Gregorio Franco. He's got some cool music. I think he was... Uh did he play in one of the Perturbator shows? Was that in L.A.? Possibly. Silver Phoenix says, Take care of yourself and feel better. I'll try. Silver Phoenix. RR. At the man RR. Says, Take care of yourself first, bro. Health is key. The neon streets and heavy synth lines will be out here waiting. Well, that's a nice sentiment, RR. I will take that into consideration. There's Bobak Shasafdari. Uh, I think you told me how to pronounce it a long time ago, and I've possibly forgotten uh but he says choking whilst experimenting on yourself will do that to you ah more erotic asphyxiation just so everybody <laughs> understands i think a few weeks ago we we went on a huge tangent i think marco and i about autoerotic asphyxiation so that's why people are uh, are joking about it with me now and it is a ridiculous topic so thanks boback or bobak it's bobak right yeah i think it's bobak anyway <laughs> Thanks, buddy. The Unholy Rat King says, Feel better soon, bud. And I'm looking at Twitter right now, and it says, Spoopy Rat King. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, hey, let's listen to some more music, and uh, we will uh, continue this. What is this track? This is an interesting one. This was uh, by an artist called Frozen Nation off the album Dark Belgian Disco. And uh, this track is called The Last Flight of Hector.
And that was the last Flight of Hector by Frozen Nation off the album Dark Belgian Disco. That's a lot of words I don't think we've ever heard together before, and I think that's pretty exciting. The last Flight of Hector. I'm assuming he's talking about the flight Hector took when he, like, jumped out the window with that chainsaw in Scarface. That was technically the last flight of Hector, and he just, like, flipped over and, like, landed on his back. <laughs> I love Scarface so much. Uh, Let's see. Who else was uh, saying nice things to me? Donna Mumford Stroop says, get better. Thanks, Donna Mumford Stroop. Faint Waves Music says, best of luck. Take care. Night Raptor says, get well soon, man. Well, thank you, Faint Waves. And thank you, Night Raptor. Indigo says, take care, my dude. You take care. Bryce Riggs says, get well soon. You get well soon. Chris Celia Lane says, get better, silly boy. And then a black heart. Are you suggesting that I am somehow evil and have a black heart instead of a a proper red one? Are hearts even red? They're probably more like purpley and blue, right? (laughs) I'm an idiot. Uh, Thank you, Chris Celia. I appreciate it. Emilio Estevez says, damn, bro. They're tearing up your apartment, and you got sick at the same time. Bad shit always happens all at once. Hang in there. Well, uh, thanks, Emilio. And, yeah, so the the renovations are finished, which means I can now start uh, rebuilding the set. And I, I have a weird theory about my heart thing, and I, I, I don't know if I should say it out loud because it's going to sound very strange, but pretty much during the days, you know, my heart will do this thing, and it stopped uh, two nights ago consistently for several hours, Several hours where I was recording the podcast, especially like my interview with with Droid Bishop. And now I'm starting to think that maybe Beyond Synth is somehow tied to my life because I was so stressed that I couldn't uh, record and not so much stressed, but frustrated that I couldn't make new episodes of the real Beyond Synth because people enjoyed it. They sent me lots of nice messages and I was like, oh, great. I wanted to coast off that and make more. And then I couldn't. I couldn't put the set together. I couldn't make new episodes. And... It frustrated me, and then all of a sudden I get this heart thing, you know, and and, uh, and then when I started recording the podcast, it went away, and so now it's possible that it might just be, like, connected to my soul or something. Ozone Joe says, man, I told you, hang an emergency handle next to the rope in case your autoerotic asphyxiation contraption has a hiccup. I like that you're assuming I have a contraption. Oh, Ozone Joe. No, man, I'm a very old-fashioned rope man. Whatever. <laughs> No contraptions here. Just, just rope in a chair, man. Just the, just the basics. Saulo Makido, Macido, Machido, Makido. Saulo says, "Get well soon. We will wait." Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. I hope I'm saying your name right, buddy. Saulo. Thanks, dude. Martin Lyerby says, "Feel better, Andy. Take it easy, man. I will try." Kilo Hearts plugin says, "Get well, Andy. Get well." Kilo Hearts plugins. Kathleen D says, "Heal up soon, Andy." Well, thanks, Kathleen D. I will try. And before we get too carried away, let's listen to some more music. I love thanking people, but I love listening to music. So here's a cool track by a guy called Yared. Y a r r e d. I think it's Yared. You think it's Yared? It could be Yared or Yared. Love to get back to me on that one. But uh, anyways, this track is called Dream of Stranger Matters.
And that was Dream of Stranger Matters by Yared or Yared. One of those two. Yared? Yared. It's one of them. Anyway, I'd like to do some shout-outs to some more people who were uh, wishing me well. So who else said some stuff? Atom4 says, Take all the time you need, brother. You're always here for us. Well, hopefully I'll be here today so you have something to listen to. Thanks, Atom4. Essa Ezzy Edvik. Do you say Isa or Essa? I've never even known. Isa? Ezzy? Easy? Ezzy? Edvik? It's one of those names I've seen a million times on Twitter responding to things I say, and I don't think I've ever actually said it out loud. Isa. Essa. Ezzy. I mean, it's obviously not a real name, right? Is it? Is that offensive? <laughs> so speedy recovery, dude. We'll be here. Well, I'm glad. Hopefully you'll be here today to listen to the show. Myrone says, get well soon, my dude. Uh, and I will try, Myrone. Myrone's a cool guy. In fact, I think uh, Marco plays... His collab with Sunglasses Kid later in the show, and that's a good track. Whisper Spinner ASMR says, Oh no, get well soon, dude. Because she's into ASMR, that's why I said it that way. Thank you, Whisper Spinner ASMR. Uh, Takahashi Jones, it must be all that poutine gorging and daily maple syrup enemas. Get well, brother. <laughs> I don't know how useful a maple syrup enema would be. Um, probably not. But, uh, well, now I'm just curious. Uh, Chris Dance says, get well, Andy. And then he posted a gif of Roy Batty holding up uh, two sort of giant eye things in front of his face, making a silly face uh, from Blade Runner. Oh, and a Blade Runner, the sequel comes out tomorrow, man. Fucking gotta check that out. Lionel Davoust. Is that how you say your name? Lionel? It looks like Lionel, but then Davoust? Davoust? Davoust. Davoust. Ah, you guys with your names. Why can't everybody be named like John Smith? He says, oh, damn, man, I hope you're okay. Take care and wishing you a quick recovery. Thanks, Lionel. I appreciate it. Uh, Masters of the Radio, hope you're feeling better soon, sir. Uh, Me too, man. Me fucking too, Masters of the Radio. Genuine human, sorry to hear about this, Andy. Hope you feel better soon. Well, I hope you feel like a genuine human. Uh, I think that dude does uh, artwork. I think I've seen him post some, some cool stuff. Playmaker Media says, stay well, Andy. Wish you a speedy recovery. Thank you, Playmaker Media. Then there's Tainsus. Tainsus. Tainsus, take care. Hope to hear from you soon. Well, I hope to hear from you soon, Tainsus. Paradise Walk says, ah, man. Hope everything is all good soon, dude. Purple Heart. Thumbs up. Well, me too, man. Uh, Keep making cool music, Paradise Walk, and I shall play it on the show. Replicant Theory says, Speedy Recovery, we will be waiting for your return. Well, hopefully you're here and listening to the show. Replicant Theory. Snow Kitten says, Ah, foo. Hope you feel a lot better real soon. Well, I shall try. The ropes are gone, the uh, the wires are gone, and uh, maybe uh, I can make that happen, Snow Kitten. Liam W. Ashcroft says, hope you're okay, mate. I hope you're okay, Liam Ashcroft. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, Death Defiance says, take care of yourself so you can come back and kick more ass. Well, I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it for you. Death Defiance. Uh, Sunset Warrior says, get well, Andy. Uh, thank you, Sunset Warrior. Robin Ogden. Ogre says, hope everything's okay. Get well soon, dude. And you go. And buy Ogre's music at ogresound.bandcamp.com because he's one of the best. Makeup and Vanity Set says, feel better, dude. He's one of the best. Thanks, Makeup and Vanity Set. Uh, Yeah, go check out his fucking tunes too, man. Good fucking stuff. James Gibbs, get well, fella. Thumbs up. I'm going to try Games... Games Jibs. (laughs) Games Jibs. (laughs) 
James Gibbs. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Cobra Commander says, give yourself a break, man. You've been going full tilt. We'll still be here. Get better soon. But I want to go full tilt. I want to do this show every week. So it's it's really lame if all of a sudden I'm going to have some stupid impediment that prevents me from doing that. Uh, it's going to be frustrating, but uh, who knows, man. Cobra Commander, we'll see what happens. Speaking of John Huddleston, he says, got to take care of yourself first. Uh, yeah, John, I guess. I don't know. I just want to fucking make more shows. That's all I want to do. I want to talk to more people, man. Have some more guests. Play some more synth wave. Speaking of which, let's listen to some more fucking music right now. Here's a new track from The G uh, off the album Cosmopolis. And uh, this is a cool one. This is The Color of Television featuring Vampire Stepdad.
And that was The Color of Television featuring Vampire Stepdad by The G from the album Cosmopolis. And uh, and that's a good track, man. I dig it. All right. I still want to do I still want to thank all these people, but I just realized now that there's a lot of fucking messages and I don't want this to be upsetting for people when they listen to it to be like is this whole episode just Andy fucking repeating back what people said to him, but at the same time it's now that I've started, you know, like how can I stop? How about this? We'll do one more round, then we'll fucking keep it 80s with Marco Merrick. Uh, I'll do some more, do the Patreon, talk to Droid Bishop. It'll be a nice long episode today. Maybe that'll make up for the uh, the week that I missed. So Slade at Nexus Buster says, "Fuck the podcast, man." Take as long as you need. Really hope it's nothing serious. Get well soon. Uh, yeah, me too, man. I, I agree with you, Slade. Artifact says, hope you get better and stronger soon. Well, I'll settle for better, um, and we'll see what happens there. Artifacts. Wilson says, hope you're okay, dude. Me too, Wilson. And uh, his avatar is the beach ball Wilson from that film. 24-7 at 24-7 Retro Music says, feel better soon, Andy. Well, you feel better 24-7. Go make some more music. Then there's Wild Finn, who I think I played uh, his track on the last episode, or maybe the the previous one, which was from a video game soundtrack. And he says, and wishing you the quickest of recoveries, like a ninja doing those flips to get back on feet. And uh, thanks, buddy. I'm going to try and be one of those ninjas doing flips to get back on feet. And uh, we'll see how that how that goes. So uh, thank you, Wild Finn. Octal Drive says, never a convenience when health is involved. Get well soon. Well, it still is a convenience and inconvenience to me, man, because I, I don't like when I'm compelled to uh, do something and I'm, I'm, I can't. It's very frustrating for me, and maybe that's part of the problem. Who knows, man? Immortal Girlfriend says, I wish you a Wolverine-like speedy recovery. Well, thanks, Immortal Girlfriend. Hopefully it's more like, you know, like a good Wolverine and not like a X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was a, a bad film. Mushy, Mushiest P says, get well soon, X. Well, you get well soon, X. X. I don't know. <laughs> I'll top your ex with fucking two exes of my own. Rick Garcia, uh, Rick7777, whatever. He says, get better soon. Uh, Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it, and I hope that I do. Major Rager says, all the best. Hope it's nothing serious. Me fucking too, Major Rager. I just like saying Major Rager. Major Rager. Major Rager. I will tell you this, though. Uh, when I did take the break for two weeks, it did give me the opportunity to update the Beyond Synth YouTube page. So now I believe the YouTube page has all of seasons one to four of uh, the Beyond Synth podcast. So it's another place you can check out the show besides SoundCloud. Beta Cool says, get well soon. Wish you the best. Well, I wish you the best, Beta Cool. And Extras Music says, get well soon, man. You get well soon, Extras Music. You get well soon. And Hugh Hamill says, get well soon. Uh, Hugh Hamill's... What is your avatar? I've always seen this little small thing. It looks like a fucking weird red circle with an apple. Oh! It's a hand holding an apple in front of a guy's face with a hat. (laughs) I just needed to know. All right, in the meantime, uh, today's episode has a a sponsor. Uh, That's right, this episode is brought to you by White Tiger, which is a uh, musician, I believe, in the UK. And I'm going to play a White Tiger track right now because uh, that's what's going to happen. 
Now, I don't think the album drops until the end of the month, the end of October. That's White Tiger's album, Voyager. But I think you can uh, pre-order the digital album and all that other stuff if that's something you want to do. That's uh, whitetiger.bandcamp.com. And uh, you can do that and I think preview a couple of the tracks. The track we're going to listen to right now is The Labyrinth featuring Dana Jean Phoenix by White Tiger.
that was White Tiger with the track The Labyrinth featuring Dana Jean Phoenix. All right, so he's uh, sponsored the show this week, so you can go check out White Tiger at whitetiger.bandcamp.com. And he's got the album Voyager and uh, some other music on there, too, that you might enjoy if you dug that track. So go check it out, White Tiger. I believe a few episodes ago, Marco and I were talking about White Tigers, but we were just talking about actual White Tigers, like the ones at Siegfried and Freud. Siegfried and Freud. <laughs> Let's go talk to Marco right now. Marco, And we're keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick. Hello, Marco. Hey, Andy. How you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing okay. (laughs) And hello to everybody as well over there in Australia. I'm pretty knackered, Andy. I, uh, you know, it it might not look that way. I I know appearances can be deceiving, but it's not easy being Australian, you know. Why? What's, uh, what happened? Did you have to fight something off today? Yeah, yeah, I had to fight off some damn kangaroos. No, I had a pretty big workout today, so I'm pretty knackered. Are you just back from the workout? Well, I had the workout and I had some dinner and so I'm I'm kind of, uh, pooped. Well, what was for dinner? (laughs) I had some steak. And mm. some salad and some mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. I want some of that. Yeah, I'm going to cook you a steak one day. I probably really will by the sounds of, like, we've been through this. And I think most of the listeners have probably seen the video. Sounds like Andy doesn't have no idea how to cook a fucking steak, so. <laughs> I'm all good with people making me food. Well, it's true, though, with a food king. And I say this all the time. You can make the exact same fucking sandwich. And if somebody else makes it, it tastes better. I don't know why. Like, when you make something, there is some sort of psychological thing behind that. Yeah, especially when it's a meal that requires a lot of prep. Effort? Yeah, it's like, you know when you, like, make something that takes, like, three hours long and takes, like... 20 minutes to eat there's I don't know there's like this ratio that uh, I don't appreciate because I'm like man I put in so much work into this like I should have been able to enjoy that meal for like three hours but you don't want to enjoy a meal for three hours and I know there's chefs out there and people who love to cook who are like oh it's all about the experience and like fuck you like if that's what you like <laughs> great I uh, I just like eating the food I love cooking you know don't get me wrong I don't want to I wouldn't want to cook for a living but I love cooking at home you know but the thing is you know I'm usually cooked for myself and that's kind of boring but when you got somebody else to cook for it's I don't know it's really enjoyable but some, when you see somebody enjoy the meal you know like it's it's really worthwhile I think but, uh, yeah the key is just to uh, put a lot of salt on stuff you're actually right salt's a very <laughs> thing especially for steak <laughs> so man last week you said you were gonna go play that fucking uh, Star Trek VR game Dude. yeah um, I went and played the Star Trek game and it was fucking incredible Andy it was like I can't even put it into words it was just like a, a completely different experience that you can't replicate any, in any other sort of game or anything else just the teamwork that's involved uh, just how funny it is I mean it's fucking hilarious it, I mean I was in stitches Andy it, it, it was crazy so the premise is you are the bridge crew of uh, of the Enterprise and like one of you is the captain and, and there's like four players right is that the idea and you all have your little stations that's right. Because I was watching the video mm-hmm. that you mentioned last week, and I did find it really funny. So is it like you're in VR, so to actually press the buttons on your panel, like you have to do it where you're like bending your hand around and physically like clicking the buttons? Yeah, you're like clicking the buttons. You sit in a chair and... Uh 
You're just clicking the buttons. I mean, uh, just quickly, before people that haven't, uh, don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Star Trek Bridge Crew. The game has been out for a while. It's in virtual reality, so you do need a headset for it. But you play, it has to be, I mean, you play it with four people, and you kind of have to work together. And that creates some really funny scenarios, because sometimes you'll get, like, a, a character that's, you know, a, a random player that's just being a troll or just, you know, so that can be funny. And then, basically, yeah, there's four roles. One's a captain. The captain has to coordinate what everybody does. I mean, he's got sort of the, the general info, and then he sort of gives out orders. I mean, there has to be somebody in control. Otherwise, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You know, basically, you have to drop your shields uh, while you teleport people. Someone has to coordinate all that. When you shoot the weapons, when the shields are down, all that sort of stuff. One person's the pilot. One person's tactical, which is shields and weapons. And then one person's the engineer. The engineer, what the engineer does is... Basically, if you need more power to something, you can divert power to, like, say, warp engines, you know. You'll get the warp coils ready. Anyway. And the, or if you need it to weapons, more power to weapons to make the weapons more powerful. Or if there's some repairs that need to be done, he will send people to repair. Yeah. If you're the engineer, do you see some sort of notification on your little view screen that you need to put power to another thing? No, not really. The captain will tell you that. I mean, you'll see you'll see something needs repairing. You'll see, like, shields, what level the shields are. You'll see, like... Um, I, fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not a salesman, so I don't know that. Yeah, well, explain the, the teamwork aspect of it, because, I mean, like... What's stopping all of you from just knowing what you have to do without having other people tell you? Like, does does the captain have to activate a button to let the engineer do the no, thing? No, not really, no. Potentially, you could, uh, everybody could just do their own thing and it becomes a disaster. So, you re- so and it does happen. Like, um, it's happened once before. We had some kid on there and he was, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny at first. He was doing all this weird shit with his hands, but... Uh, hmm. And it kept tripping me out. But, uh, uh, no, you do get that sometimes. But the captain has the main objectives. I don't really get the objectives, uh, like what the mission is. And then someone really has to coordinate it. Like, which which one are we doing first? Someone has to kind of take charge. Everybody can mutiny, and we've had that scenario a couple of times. Everybody's just like, we don't like the captain. All right, we're doing our own thing. You know, so mm. that's kind of funny, too. But, uh, <laughs> but it's really, it, I mean, it, it, you watch a video and it's funny. So you can see the potential, but you don't realize until you put... The actual... I mean, anybody that's played a good VR game understands you don't realise what it's like until you actually put it on and you're like... It's like you're there. You're, you're there. You know? And the sense of panic when, like, one scenario, two Klingon birds of prey just appear, warp out of nowhere in front of you and they start attacking you and the sheer panic when, like, they're hitting you and, like, you can see the machinery next to you all, all on fire and there's, you know, there's sparks everywhere and you're like, what are we doing, Captain? You know, what should I do, Captain? Should I get... Let's get out of here! Let's just go! You know, and, like, everybody's trying to... And it's just a panic and it, it, it's crazy, man. It's really good. Yeah, that's funny. Well, listen, let's listen to some music and then we'll talk uh, some more. All right. Well, I think, first off, I want to play an awesome track from Delora. He has got a side project called Augustus Wright and the track I want to play off him is Absence. Okay, so this is what? Uh, Augustus Wright with Absence. All right, this is Augustus Wright with Absence.
That was Augustus Wright with Absence, the track Absence, and that's Marco's first pick of the week. Marco, the bridge captain. <laughs> I'm actually going to play again with four people this time, all in the same room at the Skate Portal where I go to. We've managed to get it set up so there's four people can play at once. So it's all going to be all us friends. Oh, that's cool, man. So do you use the joysticks for anything or do you have to manually point your fingers at the options you want to press on the little screens and stuff? No, you've got the... You do have the controllers, right? They're, they're like the uh, motion detector things. So you've got one in each hand. Right. And uh, it detects what you're doing with your fingers. That's the, that's why you have it. So literally on the screen, you can see like all your different fingers. Moving well, yeah, but that's that's, that's yeah, that's so, what I'm asking. So yeah. when you're looking at your little view screen that says like you know, and you have buttons to push, you're not pushing those by moving the analog stick. You're actually pointing the controller and pressing like a trigger to make your finger press. That's correct. Yes, because I've seen yeah. the video, and that was the tr- funniest part. Is like you seeing the dude's hand like jitter all over the place, and like the finger, and like trying to. <laughs> Yeah. Put, push on the right button and stuff. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's hilarious. But yeah, that's that's pretty much how it is. So you got the trigger buttons, um, and it takes a little bit to get used to, but as you start getting used to it, it really becomes enjoyable because you're like, you know, you're like start giving each other orders and, you know, I captain and, you know, all this sort of shit. And mm. It's really cool. <laughs> no, that is cool, man. I'm looking forward to, because I haven't really played too much VR, so I still got to play something. Mm. I keep meaning to, but now my schedule is all messed up and I don't don't know when I'm going to get a free moment to just by myself go downtown and go to one of those VR places. Unless, of course, I take my son and I can make it like a thing to do. He's still a bit young for that, isn't he? Yeah, he's six. I, I, that might be too young for... Oh, it's almost there. Yeah, he's a bit getting close. When I move to the States, I'll be getting one for sure. The only reason I haven't got one is because there's no point in getting one before I move. What am I going to do with it? You know, listen, I've got enough shit to cart around. But once I move over there, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get it going, Andy. you got to check this shit out. We'll have to do a figure out how to do a Let's Play video mm-hmm. or something with us two. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. So what, uh, when you go and buy yourself a VR, then you're you're going to do the Vive? Vive for sure. Vive's a much superior um, headset. And the prices are actually quite reasonable now. I know when they, you know, even a few months ago, they were really pricey, but uh, the prices have really come down and they're quite competitive with the Oculus now. Oculus, I mean, the Oculus is okay. Uh, it's just, um, the Vive's are much superior um um, headset definitely so and then the Vive is also what it's like a right hand and left hand controller that you sort of it's kind of like a gun with the trigger right but then it has like analog sticks is that correct kind of like that no the Vi- the Oculus has got the analog sticks um and so they're both just two, two they're both identical looking controllers in each hands the Oculus are slightly smaller they have got a uh, right in the middle the center piece of it is analog sticks on each one and then the um, the Vive instead of having the analog stick it's got a circular pad uh, almost like a D-pad but it's more of a circular pad so you can push up down left right on it sort of thing okay it, Generally not used that much. I prefer the games. This is a this is a bit of an issue with people that like VR, right? There's people like games that have got a teleport function, and, and some other people like games where you actually use the pad to move. The problem with using the pad to move is you get motion sickness from it because mm-hmm. you, you're literally 
moving without moving physically. Yes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, yes, and that is a major problem. That's why people say they get motion sickness. It's always from that. The teleport function, once you get used to it, I think it's fucking great. So that's just when you're playing games where you, you teleport to a zone and you sort of have a little bounding box where you're going to stand while you're shooting at that's stuff and then you just... exactly right. Right, okay. What is it that you like better about the Vive than the Oculus? Because I've not tried either, so... It's more the headset. The headset's a lot more comfortable. It's less likely to fog up. And I think it, it, I think it's um, visually it's, it's a little bit better, I believe. What else can I say? I mean, the headphones, it depends on the system. The headphones, um, the ones that they've got at the store are much superior to the Vive, uh, to the Oculus ones. Um, I mean, it just depends. You know, you've got the standard ones. You can spend a bit more on, on like, some decent headsets. And that really works to give you the full 3D sound, if you know what I mean. So I do know yeah. what you mean. It's all about the sound, Andy. Um, you know me. I love uh, got have good quality sound. You can use any earphones, right? I mean, do they have to be... You can basically use any. Right, okay. You can use any, yeah. I mean, they've got to fit over the top of the headset. The headsets are are pretty good, Um, especially once you get used to it. The thing about VR, like games that you play standing up, like Arizona Sunshine is probably my favourite standing up game, uh, which is incredible. You know, you're running around shooting zombies and they come after you. It's really quite good. And it's cooperative as well, so you can play it with your friend, which makes it even more better, Mm. which makes it even better. Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, getting a bit excited there. But yes, the the thing about it is when when you're walking around, it is quite active. I mean, when zombies come at you, you're jumping back, you're, you're ducking down to pick stuff up. It, it's quite an active game. And you play it for about three hours, and you start getting very sweaty. Your feet, I mean, your feet get sore, you know. The thing I love about Bridge Crew is the fact that you're sitting down, okay, so you're limited with movement, but you can play it for, I mean, you can play it. We played for four hours, I think, and I wasn't getting tired at all. I mean, you could play it all day, literally just sitting there playing it because mm. you're sitting down, so. No, that's awesome. Well, you know what else is cool? More music. <laughs> You want me to play a song or are you going to play a song, Andy? No, it's all you today, man. This is a, this is a Keeping It 80s segment. Proper style. Proper style? Proper style. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> uh, it's early in the morning in Canada right now. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Uh, I don't know if you've heard Oliver's new album. I think everyone's been anticipating that one, Andy. He's a very well-known producer. Uh, this is definitely not obscure, this one, but... Nonetheless, his new release is amazing. Uh, I do recommend you check it out. He's got a lot of variety on there, a lot of collabs. Uh, he's worked with Sam Sparrow. He's worked with Chromio on it. Uh, there's collaborations with MNDR. I think that's how you pronounce it. De La Soul as well. De La Soul, sorry. So, yeah, it is worth checking out. I had trouble picking just one song off it, but I think I'm going to go with Automatic. All right, and this is Oliver with the track Automatic.
was automatic by Oliver, Marco's second pick of the week. I've got a question for you, Andy. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about it? Are you going to watch that movie? It's just come out in the movies here. I'm actually, I'm actually, I think I'm going to go watch it. I mean, I won't see it in the theater. I'll watch it uh, eventually. I'm not a huge horror film guy, as I've said many times on this show. Yeah, that's sad. I think it is one of those examples where, you know, people remember the old one really fondly, the the made-for-TV one. Mm. And um, Tim Curry is awesome. I mean, I love Tim Curry. Mm. He's darkness and legend. It's like one of my favorite sort of villain things. So true. But um, it is still pretty cheesy yeah uh you know it was like a made for tv movie and it's like it's cinematic like it doesn't feel like it's not a proper movie or anything but i think it's not quite as great as everyone seems to think i think people just like pennywise you know what i mean like they like tim curry as that evil clown because even as a kid i remember like that fucking giant spider scene you know like everybody about the spider yeah (laughs) Yeah, i know (laughs) it's pretty cheesy and, yeah, and I watched yeah. it again the other day, uh, just the spider sequence. Oh and it's like, it's I mean, it's not horrible when you consider it was like a made-for-TV kind of thing. Like, I, I actually remembered mm-hmm. it being a little bit worse. But it's still, maybe it's even just the story that's dumb. Like, is that in the book? Like, is that, it no, is a giant spider? What's going against what I'm going to say? say the, look, the book was probably my favorite book I've ever read. It's fucking a masterpiece. It's incredible. It really is. I mean, it's very scary. The tension, everything. I look when when the show came out, the miniseries, whatever. In the I think it was eighty nine, ninety, or whenever it was. We all talked about it at school. It was petrifying. It was it was the rage, right? But then I tried to watch it again, like fuck, maybe ten years ago, and it was so bad, Andy. It was like ruined my memory. I had to turn it off. I was like, fuck it, the acting is atrocious. And then even <laughs> the spider scene is really bad. I mean, in the book, it's in the books they say, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was done well. It was described well, and um, you know, the visual I had of it from reading the book when I was reading it was like, it was oh my god, it's so scary. A massive spider, of course, that's fucking scary. But uh, they kind of fucked it up in the in the miniseries. But hopefully, they can do it right. You know, um, I mean, there's obviously some good things like you mentioned, uh, Pennywise. You know, that Tim Curry depicted him very well. Um, there was some really good stuff in it. There was some good, um, I don't know, scenery. <laughs> um, but the acting is so bad. I mean, I, I just, I couldn't even, I was trying to show a friend and I was just like, no, we're turning this off. This is ruining my fucking memory. So I like the idea of that as a film review. 
just like oh, I was the movie. It was okay. There was some nice uh, scenery. <laughs> it's like <laughs> sounds great. Sometimes though that happens when you're watching something with the wrong crowd. <laughs> like like I've had that happen where there's like a movie that I like, but then you just you just start watching it with the wrong person, and then it's like mm-hmm. oh what's going on here? Like something's something's not jiving with the vibe. Like something's wrong. <laughs> like I remember when I saw like the Prestige, and I remember I thought well the Prestige was a cool mm-hmm. movie. And then I had, like, three friends who all went with each other and then all didn't like it. (laughs) And they're like, oh, that movie was, like, stupid. And I'm just like, it's so weird that, like, the three people that didn't like the movie saw this, went to the same screening. And so I always thought, when I was talking to them about it, I'm like, maybe there was just something about the energy there. I mean, look, fine. If you don't like the movie, fine. But it was really strange to me that, like, they all had the same reaction and it was all, like, not what I was expecting because I'm like, no, it's a cool movie. Like, it's... The only thing that I remember that I found funny after watching The Prestige that I didn't notice the first time I watched it, but then I watched it with, like, my brother and he started to point out that there was all these, like, really intense close-ups of people. And I didn't really catch it, but then, like, when he was talking about it, then I started laughing about it as I was watching the film, because then there was all these, like, you know, these close-ups where people are, like, yelling, and they have these crazy faces, mm-hmm. and uh, and I didn't really catch it. It didn't affect my enjoyment of it, but... So sometimes I think there is just a vibe. There's a vibe to when you're watching a movie with someone, and if you watch Very something true. with somebody... It's like if you're watching a comedy with somebody, and they don't get it. And then you start to feel weird, and then it's like, you, you start to second-guess, well, like, is this not funny? Like, do I not even find this funny? Uh, Maybe that's why all the people, when they're, like, watching Big Bang Theory, like, mm-hmm. in the audience, why they're all laughing, because, like, everybody else is laughing, yeah. but no one really stops to think, hey, like, where was the joke, and boy, this show's garbage. Do you have another song you want to play? I do. <laughs> oh, God. Your, your, your um, segues are getting worse. Um <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Uh, have you played the new Sunglasses Kid track, uh, Night Swim, featuring my own, by the way, Andy? Uh, no, I don't think I have. All right, it's a great collaboration. Like I said, Sunglasses Kid with Night Swim featuring my own. Give it a spin, Andy, will you? Well, let's spin that right now. It's Night Swim featuring my own by Sunglasses Kid.
And that was Sunglasses Kid with the track Night Swim featuring Myrone. Hey, isn't this the track that's uh, featured on the, the Friday the 13th trailer? The expansion pack for Friday the 13th. Yes, and uh, very good that you picked that up, Andy, because I missed it. That was supposed to be my job. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm very... <laughs> it's pretty good. It's really awesome that it was included in that game. I mean, I love that in the trailer, sorry. I love that game, too. I can't wait for the um, the add-on with the... You know, I can't wait to see Jazzy and, uh, and also Jake in the bikinis. Yeah, it's going to be very <laughs> exciting. I've seen Jake in a bikini mm. many times. What? We're talking about Protector 101 here, right? Yes, we're talking about Protector 101, of course. His whole uh, private Facebook feed is just him, like, wearing different uh, bikinis and lingerie and stuff. Oh and then wish. posting oh weird, like, sort of Japanese emojis, because that's what he likes. Oh, that's definitely Jake. Yeah. That's definitely Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, man, yeah, listen. So. We've, uh, we've had a good time this week, but we got to fucking rock and roll. But I had so much more to talk about. I mean, I, I'm some, I just had a coffee, and I've got heaps. All right, all right. Well, I'll save it for next week, then. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have anything you want to end on before I uh, hang up on you? Not really. I'll probably be talking more about Star Trek next week because we're going to be doing the four-player action uh, tonight. So I'll let you know how it goes. And uh, thanks. I'm just going to say uh, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, until next week, keep it real and keep it 80s. And that was Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick. You know, I always enjoy talking to Marco. He's a lot of fun. I have one more zone here where I've got feeling better messages. So I'm going to speed through these ones uh, just uh, because I, 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 st- I, I want to, you know, thank everyone. Uh, okay, Josh Conklin says, Dude, I hope this isn't related to your coffee heart. Get well soon or perish. Uh, yeah, that might happen. I think it is related to my coffee heart, but it might be also related to my booze heart. So who knows, Josh Conklin? We'll find out. Vic Vega says, Sorry to hear. Get well soon. You get well soon, Vic Vega. Jasmine Monroe says, Hope you feel better soon. We'll be thinking of you and sending tons of healing vibes your way. And then there's a little cartoon deer that says, Feel better. Yeah, so I will fucking, I will try, Jasmine Monroe. Cormac Caswell says, Get well soon, man. You get well soon. Cormac Caswell. Victor Garza. Hope it's nothing serious, man. Get well soon. Uh, you get well soon, man. Victor Garza. Adrian Ray says, Hope you feel better soon. Me too, man. Me too, Adrian. Jordy Leonards. Hey, that's fucking uh, Time Cup. Uh, fuck, what was the swear word he taught me? Hundenlul. Uh, he says, uh, Get well soon, man, and uh, I will try, man. I'm going to do my best. Uh, Benny Ray Matthew, hope you're feeling better soon, bud. Uh, me too, man. Benny Ray. Benny Ray Matthew. Ali Mokays? Is that how you say that? Mokays? Mokays. Ali says, get well soon. Get well, Andy. Will you get well, Ali? How about that? Patrick Gill says, hope all is well, dude. Get well soon. I will, Patrick Gill. And his little th- emoticon right now is the Terminator with a thumbs up going into the lava. Assy Dre. I've never known how to say your name. Asai? Assy? Azzy? Dre? It says A-S-I-D-R-A-Y. Uh, I don't actually know how to say it. Maybe you can let me know. Assy? Asai? I'm going to get like a million messages after this show, aren't I, with people telling me how to pronounce their names. <laughs> And there's a picture of a sexy nurse and says, get well soon. Well, I'm going to try, buddy. Fabio Zaccariato. Zaccariato. I've never said that one out loud either. There's so many names here I haven't said out loud. Uh, Fabio says, get get better soon, Andy. Uh, and I will try, Fabio. I will. Robert Hendricks. 
Hopefully he's still working on his video game. Uh, says, sorry to hear this, Andy. Hope you'll recover soon. Well, me too, buddy. And get back to work, Robert Hendricks, and finish that fucking game. Andy McNaughton Jones. Oh, no. Very well soon. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Very well soon. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I like people who have the same name as me. Andy McNutton Jones. Gustav Brown. Feel better soon. I will, Mr. Brown. Lavinia Obscura. Sorry to hear, Andy. Get well soon. Well, thanks. I will do my best. And I've been told that Lavinia Obscura is a thing. It is a reference to something, and I've completely blanked on what it is, so that's useful. Florence Bullock says, oh no, Andy, take care of yourself and get better soon. I will try, Florence Bullock. I think, uh, were you playing live music the other day? That's exciting. Uh, Chris Yukigami, get well soon. You get well soon, Chris. Yukigami, origami. Lou Rinaldi, love you, Andy. Get well soon, bud. Well, I love you too, buddy. It's always nice to see Lou Rinaldi running and improving himself, getting himself into physical peak condition to have many ladies, uh, because that is the key. Dana Jean Phoenix says, sending you all the positive vibes, dude. Hope you feel better soon. Well, thanks, Dana, and thanks again for being at the Perturbator Show, because that's how I got to go see James. So, uh, you know, that was cool. Uh, Dana Jean's cool. Go check out her music. Matthew Grant says, wishing you a speedy recovery, and I'm wishing you a speedy Matthew Grant. Michael Oakley says, hope you feel better soon, dude. Me too. Go check out Michael Oakley's music at michaeloakley.com. I don't know if that's true. I just made that up. Uh, Peter Albrechtson. Albrechtson? Peter Albrechtson uh, says, you just mentioned that possibility on Ozone Late Night Podcast. Hope you feel better soon. Uh, yes. Me too. And I did mention that possibility on Ozone Late Night, which is uh, Joe Ozone's show. And uh, so, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Jeffrey Carter says, feel better, dude. I shall try. Jeffrey Carter. Rick Thorpe, a.k.a. Mr. Shithouse. I hope they untangle on their own and don't need a procedure. Get well soon, Andy Rocker. Well, you get well soon, Mr. Rick Thorpe. And uh, thank you. I just like saying Rick Thorpe. I think it sounds cool. I think it actually sounds cooler than Shithouse, to be honest with you, which I think we've already talked about. Troy Simpson says, get better, amigo. I will try, Troy Simpson. In the meantime, go listen to Moon Dragon's new album. Garrett, is it Quinnell? I'm, I'm assuming it's Quinnell, but it's like Quesnell. I'm going to assume this, the S is silent, but I've never actually said it out loud. Garrett Quiz- Quinnell. Quesnell? Well, there's another letter I can get. Uh, take care of yourself. We'll still be here. Well, thanks, dude. Go take care of your cat. That's right. I was on Instagram, and I see you posting pictures of your cat. So go give your cat some food, because it needs it, man. Um, let's listen to some more tunes. I like this track. This is by an artist uh, who I just stumbled upon. Again, I'm taking all the credit for finding them, and they probably just uh, messaged me. Uh, this is O Stevie off the A Fish Like No Other album, and this track is called A Fish Like No Other.
was A Fish Like No Other by O. Stevie off the album A Fish Like No Other. So that's the titular track. And uh, I dig that. And uh, you should too, man. Go check out O. Stevie. You know, all the links to all the artists I play on the show, I post the links on the Bandcamp. So, you know, check it out. So that's important to me. All right, so let's get through these last ones real fucking fast. Jay Babinal. Is that, uh, how do you say your name? Jay Babinal? Jay Babinal. I've never actually said it out loud. Wait, that's Dream Fiend, isn't it? it? Says sending vibes, Andy. Take care, legend. Well, thanks, Jay. Uh, go listen to Jay's music. Go listen to all these people's music, man. That's what I say. James Rhodes, feel better soon. Thanks, James Rhodes. Uh, then there's Aaron Velling. Get well soon, dude. That's Velingo. Velingo. Diego Ceballos, best of vibes. Take care and have a fast recovery, friend. Uh, I'm going to try, Diego. I'm going to do my best. Chad Rogers says, get well soon. I will get well now. Thanks to Chad Rogers. Then Alistair Parkali? Parkali. Alistair Parkali says, sorry to hear that, Andy. I hope you recover quickly. Much love. Well, much love to you, Alistair. Christopher Ryan Alberts, get well, Andy. We're all thinking about you. Well, I'm thinking about you, man. And I appreciate uh, you saying some kind things. And I hope you are doing okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, yes. And then there's Alessandro Abobo Aiello. Get well soon, man. Abobo. Go listen to Abobo's music if that's something you want to do, which is, you know, you should. And then Aaron Bruno says, feel better soon, Andy. Uh, thanks, Aaron Bruno. I'm going to... I'm going to try, man. And then he also posted a picture of fucking Hacker Man from Kung Fury saying, oh, no. So there's that. Jed Leach. Hey, hope all is well, Andy Synth. Uh, me too, Jed Leach. Go listen to Garth Knight's music. And you know what, Jed? Ever since our interview, I can't stop thinking about the way you say Knight Rider because he's got like this Scottish accent. And I keep saying Knight Rider that way now just to myself to entertain myself. Because he... he the <laughs> Knight Rider. Knight Rider. I like... I just loved it. It's awesome. Uh, Chelsea Owen says, get well soon, man. Heart, you get well soon, Chelsea Owen. And go listen to um, Oceanside 85, because she sponsored uh, the last episode. Dan Haig uh, from Gunship. He says, hey, man, hope you're okay. Sending positive energy. Well, I'm sending positive energy for you to get fucking some new music out, man, because I want to hear some more Gunship. Uh, So do it. And do it now, Dan Haig, Ross, Phaserland, Trinkus, feel better, my man. Uh, You feel better, dude, and uh, we'll have you back on the show so you can talk about uh, what you've been up to, man. I think he just went to Australia and played some uh, some shows and stuff. Then there's Joshua Everson. Says, sucks to hear that, dude. Get well soon. I will try. And Jonathan Mino, get well soon, buddy. I will, Jonathan, I will do my best. Just like Michael Wallace, he says, hope you feel better. And I hope you feel better, Michael Wallace. Fucking take some more of that Kratom. Michael Simmons, get well, dude. I will do it for you, Michael Simmons. James Secker, get well soon, Andy. Best wishes. Well, best wishes to you, James Secker. Go and promote your film, The Summoner. Maybe one of these days I'll actually see the damn thing. And then there's Broden Minogue. Shit, man, I hope you're okay. Get well. All right, guys, thank you very much for everyone. I know this maybe has been very trying for people, but I really wanted to do that, okay? So... I know that literally took up about, like, two hours of show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people said nice. And you know what? That's not even all of them because I also got some private messages. But I, you know, we we got to move on. 
Um, but maybe uh, that's the whole point because they were private. Uh, let's listen to some more music. Here is a track. This is by Knights with a dollar sign. Uh, and this track is called Alligator by Knights. She's like an alligator. was alligator by knights with a dollar sign you know what i mean you know who you are knights with a dollar sign and uh, and that's a cool track i almost feel bad now because i want to go to the patreon 
<laughs> We're going to chat with Droid Bishop and, and Bishop. Fuck me. We're going to chat with Droid Bishop in just a second. Uh, I do want to do the Patreon, but we're going to just speed through it because I, I understand this whole episode has been me listing names. And now I'm about to do a segment where I do that again. But um, of course, I appreciate the people who donate to the Patreon. And I feel bad when I have to skip a few weeks of shows because, you know, it's like you're donating money to the show and there wasn't a show. So, you know, that I feel bad about that. So uh, let's go to the Patreon right now. Let's turbocharge this bastard. I'm going to thank all my patrons today because you guys are great people. There's Power85, Brendan Kellum, Animal, Lunar Baboon, Knox Bello, Terrence Thompson, Nathan Winter, Russ Nyes, Data Suck, Seach, Kanaz, Argen1981, Junkmail Jeff, Airman, Adrian King, Greeley, Mikey X, Square Wave Clothing, Joshua Holland, Daniel Dexius, Lavinia Obscura, Zico, on behalf of Sam, Tristezia Infinita, Color Theory, Chris Schmo, Replicant81, Katner, Ravonia, Martin C., Mitch Wiseman, Jeff Block, Bending Unit 22, Barry 007, Tomasz Bubinicek, Common Sense, and then we got my $5 Pattersons. There's Kai, Joe and Lando, Roman, Cunning Corvid, Bobby B, John Eternal, Dougie Fresh, Lame Robot, Florence Bullock, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, Valingo, New Cat Ninja, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Ross Pentland, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, Rollpud, Grant Bouvier, Barons of Santa Carla, Starlight Fisher, Timothy Pierce, Corey Valentine, Orlando Rodriguez Neef, I said Orlando that time, Marco Cranendonk, Martin Larby, Facehugger, Brad Neiman, Zychorax, Lee McConnell, Ethan Hennings, and then we get to the donation of the beast. These are the people who donate 666 because of Satan. This is the donation. There's Josh Conklin, a.k.a. Rings, Hellroy, Lucas Ceballos, Blake Peterson, Carm, Unholy Rat King, Straylight, Lonnie Taylor, Till Wild, and I believe this is a new one, Ken Giroux. Ken Giroux. Thanks, buddy, for being a donation of the Beaster. I appreciate it. And of course, Max Hutchings keeping evil at bay. And then my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Trevor Resnick, Colin Bennett, Fraser Davidson, Winfield, Willow, Joshua Evison, Slunks, fucking Slunks, man, Slunks, uh, Greg Smith, Ashley Keegan, Tim Walmsley, Mike Shima, Shabugan, Playmaker Media, Murat Ogut, Elias Garnier, Polly Digital, and then the lovely Chris Celia Lane with the 1111. Then there's, is this a new one? Frank Skaniki? Skaniki? Frank Skaniki. Is that how you say your name, Frank? 
because uh, he donated 1987, just like the year, and I really appreciate that. I believe you're a new donor. You probably donated during one of those weeks where I was sick. So thanks, man. I really appreciate that, and uh, keep on being a cool dude, Frank. And I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Then there's Jacob Wick with the 2288. And then the lovely 25 brothers, Chris Dance and Gregorio Franco. And of course, White Tiger, who sponsored this week's show. And don't forget to go to whitetiger.bandcamp.com. Uh, and that is the Patreon for this week. So let's listen to another track. And then we will go and chat with Droid Bishop. This is Mr. Creep with a track Lost in fall.
That was Lost in Fall by Mr. Creep. And that's a cool track. And now, let us go to my conversation with Droid Bishop. All right, so I am here with Mr. Droid Bishop, a.k.a. James Bowen. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's been a while. When's the last time we talked? Well, we spoke a few weeks ago. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> How quickly we forget. Clearly, it was a memorable conversation <laughs> for you. Well, that wasn't recorded. So it never happened. Yeah, right? as far as I'm concerned, if uh, if it's not part of the podcast, then it's not real. Yeah. Well, here we are now, sipping on our uh, caffeinated beverages. Oh, I'm not uh, drinking caffeine right now. Oh, you bastard. I got to figure out what's making my heart go all wacky, right? So. Oh, yeah. So maybe caffeine's not the right choice. I'm thinking booze might also play a part in this as well. Yeah. I mean, when, when I talked to you about that, I was playing doctor online and just looking up the symptoms and of drinking. And definitely a lot of people have had some weird heart rate increases, decreases after heavy night of drinking. I know I have. And, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't have to, uh, you know, attach those monitors to my heart. And I do have to say, I'm really, like, I'm sort of glad you were playing Doctor Online because it's a lot more fun than when uh, when you were visiting Toronto when we play Doctor in person. Mm-hmm. I know. I still think about that. <laughs> Prying and prodding. So, as far as uh, the podcast is concerned, was the last time you were on when you were in Toronto? You've been on since then, right? No. That was the last time. Is that two years ago? When was that? No, it was last summer. It was like July 2016. Really? I mean, it's still 2017, right? Yes. Hmm. This is great. Great stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll edit all this out. I can't. Been... No, I'm not editing anything. Oh, okay. I've changed my tune, man. I'm a whole uh, new guy. Yes. Well, it's been a minute. That's all that matters. Well, the bottom line is, it's nice to chat with you. I always enjoy uh, catching up with Droid. It's always a pleasure. Bishop. Yeah. What have you been up to, man? Other than uh, updating my software for you till 4 a.m. Oh, that's right. You have a, an interesting story to tell. We were supposed to record this last night, and uh, you had a lot of... Uh, Technical difficulties. Well, I was running running an operating system from 1993, apparently, and uh, <laughs> nothing was nothing was working. And uh, obviously, I bit the bullet and went for the Sierra. And then, you know, a whole technical nightmare ensued after that, and nothing was working, and logic wasn't working, and I was just updating everything till about 4 a.m. Are you forced with Sierra to use Logic 10? Yeah. I was going to do it eventually. I'm working on getting a new computer. Mm. So it was going to happen eventually, but it was just, you know, here you go. Do you have $200 on you right now to do this? So I just sent it, downloaded it, and here we are. They don't give you a discount? like No, there was no, yeah. no discount. Bastards. I know. So I've just been going through like missing files and things that have they didn't include in the new uh, version and just kind of consolidating and reworking tracks. And I don't know, I had a little freak out when I downloaded the new system because my music files were missing and I had a slight heart attack. And But I found them. So we're all good because I have like a bunch of new stuff I'm working on. So I just like freaked out like, well, it was good when I heard it. And yeah. that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually 
Okay, so I format my system usually a few times a year. I know whenever I tell people that, they behave strangely, but I just like... It started in the PC days when I was always using, well, a fucking PC. A PC. (laughs) And I never used virus, antivirus software, because it just always slows the computer down. Even now, with, like, computers being faster, I still find that whenever there's a stupid antivirus thing on there, and there's the ones that go, like, in the actual web browser, so every time you visit a new page, it does, like, a quick little scan for you. Yeah. It just slows shit down, and it's annoying. And so I just said, fuck it. I just never use them. And so whenever I would have pop-ups happen, I would just fucking, fuck it, format the computer. And like, that's that. And then I would have a nice clean thing. It would be back to the fucking green field with the blue sky of Windows XP or whatever. Well, let me tell you something about uh, the difference between you and I, Andrew. See, I'm (laughs) I'm the type of guy who likes to drive the car just riding on that e mm. on that empty sign just you know just seeing how far yes the car will go and this is what i did with my computer and uh, apparently last night the tank ran dry you know it's hard um oh it's hard what you- <laughs> sorry just trying to get this show going you know <laughs> come on how about this then let's listen to some music and then uh and then we'll keep going with this cool. amazing conversation about formatting computers, getting things up to date. Nerd alert. We're going to get up to date. It's a metaphor for this conversation. It's a metaphor for life. Do it. Live it. So, since we last spoke, you released an album called End of Aquarius. Yes. And fun fact, Andy uh, did the cover art for it. That's true. And I really appreciate it. I did. So go out and buy it. Did I send you that file that I told you I was going to send you? No. Did I send you the check that I owe you? <laughs> no, you didn't send me the file. Send me the file. Play the song. Yeah, let's let's handle some business in the break. Okay, so yeah. uh, let's listen to a cool track. Uh, I dig this one. I forget if... I'm not going to play them in order. I'm going to play them in the order that... Uh, that you like. That I'm looking at them right now, man. This is a cool track called Dead Before Dawn. Hit it. By Droid Bishop.
And that was Dead Before Dawn by Droid Bishop. And I'm here with Droid Bishop right now. We're having a lovely catch-up. So nice. So I dig that song. I like that sort of synth flute thing that goes on. It's not a flute, but... Kind of like a ghosty kind of like synth yeah. whistle kind of thing, Yes, right? yes, yes, whistle. That's a more yeah. appropriate word. I like that sound a lot, and I it was hard f- to make the sound. I, I've always heard it in some old tracks, or, you know, kind of like a weird haunting Halloween kind of vibe. So I dug that. It kind of, like, paved the way for the rest of the vibe of the song, and I just kind of went with that. And there's some sort of snappy beats going on. Just snapping, popping all over the place. Yeah, it's a good time. So Yeah, a good, great time. The bottom line is, when you're talking about your metaphor about running your computer on empty, mm-hmm. if you have a PC that's fucking riddled with fucking pop-ups and shit, it's hard to just do anything. That's why I don't run a PC. Yeah, that's the thing. And when I switched over to Mac, that's when I discovered, like, oh, wow, like, you can have these computers where you don't get all these, like, horrible viruses, although... You can watch as much porn as you like. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, I like to keep my temple clean. Your body's a temple, you know? (laughs) More metaphors. So I have a computer, and when I would buy Apple products, they're obviously super expensive, and so I always treat my computer with reverence even though i cracked the screen mm. so so i don't actually look you know at that much porn on it to be honest with you He's lying you're a liar i've seen his browser folks it's a work computer man like that's its function and i, I want to treat it with respect yes. and uh i don't want to degrade it with the fucking humanity's filth yes treat it like a good woman exactly not a dirty filthy whore <laughs> I love the word whore. No, know, people like don't French say it as whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whore. <laughs> Such a whore. Need to bring it back. Yeah, whore is great. Yeah. And whores are great. Whores are great. So, what's the weather like in L.A., man? You having some hot weather down there? Mm, I mean, Hot time, somewhere in the city. It's... What song is that? They played it at the start of Die Hard with a Vengeance right before the buildings blow up. Yes. Hot town, summer in the city. It's pretty much summer in the city here, even though it's October. Today started out like October in the morning, then it was like, just kidding, we're back. <laughs> Take off your sweater. What do you find the women walk around? Do they wear sexy clothing? I guess. There's a lot of weird people here, so... <laughs> Some are sexy, some are uh, interesting. But, you know, you never really get the full uh, goose-down peacoat vibe that I'm sure (laughs) women are scattered with in your parts of the world. Just, like, bundled up like a pillow. Like, don't know where their face is. Is that your ass or your face? I don't know. (laughs) Fucking... Goose-down peacoat? I don't know. I don't know what they're called. Some big blanket over their body. Yeah, we do have those in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting, though, because if you're in a relationship with a lady who's wearing a giant coat, it's like bringing them home is like sort of <laughs> like cracking open a nut. Unraveling them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you have like a cashew. Yes. It's exactly what I like my women to be. Yeah. You got to, you know, you got to take the shell off and then eat the bean. The shell on a cashew? You're talking about pistachios, bro? Am I? I don't know if cashews... I mean, I don't get cashews with a shell. Am I talking about pistachios? I don't know what you're talking about, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what I'm doing here. I updated my system for this. Hey, man, we're updating because we have fun together. Oh, we're uh, updating together, man. In fact, all this talk about formatting makes me want to format my computer today. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Oh, shit, tell me. 
So when you this this is not good. I don't know why I launched into it like it was good. <laughs> you know, you know, I wouldn't expect anything like so. <laughs> you were afraid that you had deleted some files. Now, like I said, I format my computer regularly. I mean, regularly, like you know, maybe once a year, twice a year, it depends. And I usually have a protocol of like, okay, you know, time to move the stuff to the hard drive to back it up so I can put it back on. And oftentimes, there's so much waste. That's why I always recommend formatting computers to people because over the course of running it for years, you download all this superfluous software that you don't need. You've got folders with files that you don't even give a shit about anymore and like render files. I mean, because I edit a lot of video and so I've got like these folders that are all in like these random places on the computer. Yeah, I have a stockpile of all that shit eating up memory. Yeah, 20 gigs of, you know, effects render files that went to a different folder this time and anyway. Exactly. But I actually, even though I'm always so careful about backing everything up, I actually did delete something that I wanted and I was like just totally baffled that it managed to get through all of my protocols because um, I made like, uh, you know, I had filmed some test footage for Circuit and Breaker, which I've sort of put on hold now. I actually deleted my Circuit and Breaker folder mm. that had like all this stuff that I had filmed. And I, I'm looking on all my backup hard drives and I'm like, did I? No, no. And like, I'm go open up another thing and I'm like, wow. But you know what? Sometimes if you have too many backups... Like, I will end up opening files and just looking at them, but I'm not really working on them. I don't know. Do you do that with music? Like, do you ever find that you'll, like, open up an old music file, and then instead of adding to it or doing anything, you just sort of listen to it? Yeah. I'm not that good at backing things up. I, I tried. I mean, I've backed up everything I've done, pretty much. But uh, sometimes I'll go in and look at old... Or, like, I'll, I'll listen to a song that I have in iTunes that's, like, a shit bounce demo of something I've done a few years ago and I like this part or something and I'm like okay I could do that better and I go in and spend hours updating to you know kind of what I'm doing now and then realize that it was garbage all along and I was right for not working <laughs> on it <laughs> That's five hours I'll never see again. That's the thing, though, because sometimes the way forward, you know, you just got to focus and move forward. And I, I'm not good at that. Like, I'm saying that, like, that's good advice that I can't even do myself. So oftentimes, I mean, I don't ever want this to happen, but I feel like if my hard drives were all erased, part of it would be liberating. No, I disagree. Okay, like, I know it would be really shitty. I'd, I'd have a heart attack. There would be a moment where I would be like, oh my fucking God. But then, the next moment, if I didn't also then hang myself following the event, mm. would be, I can only create new things now. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I agree on that level. And I kind of almost had that moment last night when <laughs> I freaked out and I was like, oh, well, uh... I'm uh, just looking for a piece of rope real quick. And then yeah. I'm like, you know, just uh, maybe this is a good thing. Just trying to rationalize. And and then as soon as I found them, you know, I'm on my knees, like praying and kissing the computer and yeah. <laughs> touching it. myself and you know, whatever. <laughs> well, listen, let's listen to some more music uh, from End of Aquarius. And I'd like to listen to the title track. Mm. This one is called End of Aquarius by Droid Bishop.
And that was End of Aquarius by Droid Bishop. And I'm here with Droid Bishop right now talking about backing, backing that ass up. Oh, yeah. Just updating that ass. <laughs> that Sierra ass. Yeah. So are you running uh, high Sierra or just regular Sierra? Just low Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mac joke. Are we going to title this the... Uh just the OS update uh, edition? Yeah, well, sometimes you got to update, man. I mean, I've uh, taken a break, you know, like I didn't do the show for a few weeks. So I feel like this is also a way to get back into the groove. Sometimes you got to talk to old friends in order yes. to get the groove back. And uh, maybe at some point in this show, we'll get the groove back. Yeah. And I'll let, you, yeah. I'll let you know when that happens. I'll press a fucking you know. well, I mean, how, how did Stella get it back? I don't know. That's a good question. What is that? Is that a movie? It's a movie I, I've never seen. Like, I'm aware of it as a reference. How Stella got her groove back. I believe it's a tale of a, a middle-aged woman finding her way back into the youthful spirit that she once had. Hold Are on. You Googling that now? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How Stella Got Her Groove Back is a 1998 romantic comedy film directed by Kevin Rodney Sullivan, adapted from Terry McMillan's best-selling novel of the same title. It stars Angela Bassett, Tay Diggs, Whoopi Goldberg, and Regina King. And what's the synopsis? Stella Payne is very successful 40-year-old stockbroker raising her son, Quincy, and living in Marin County, California, who is persuaded by her best friend from college, Delilah Abraham, to take a well-deserved first-class vacation to Montego Bay, Jamaica. Mm. As she soaks in the beauty of the island, she encounters a handsome young islander, Winston Shakespeare, who is 20 years younger. His pursuit of her turns into a blossoming romance that forces Stella to take personal inventory of her life and try and find a balance between her desire for love and companionship and her responsibilities as a mother and corporate executive. Ooh, power suit. Mm. I was fairly on the on the nose on that for never seeing the movie. That was pretty good. Not bad. Now yeah. I feel like watching it. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, a movie I have zero interest in. It seems right <laughs> up our alley, and for all the synth waivers out there, we highly recommend it. It's riddled with synth uh, scoring throughout the movie, and uh, let's see if she gets it back. Have you watched anything lately that you've enjoyed? Like old or new? I don't care. I know we both enjoyed American Vandal. Yeah, American Vandal was really good. I recommend that. I, I wasn't sure what to think within the first two minutes, and then I was hooked. I love true crime stuff and making a murder and all that, and I... It was funny. I thought the writing was good and coming up with the plot twist and the mystery, you know, that's not easy to do. No, so. it was so uh it was so complex and they did such a good job of parodying yeah. those fucking things. I mean, just the style of it. The only flaw that I could see was that some of the performances did feel like acted. Yeah, a few. I thought it was more balanced on the other end though. Like, it did feel pretty documentary-style, off-the-cuff. The actual mystery of the show was just so intricate and, and well-written that it didn't take me out of it. Like, it no. did... In, in the first episode, there were a few moments where I had to get used to 
the dicks. Uh, no, the dicks I was fine with. Like you're, that I, was. You're, you're, you like the dicks, so you know. The conceit of the show is amazing, and like when they would have the cliffhanger endings, just like those documentary shows do. Like episode one, where it just ends with the shot of that the, <laughs> that nerd kid, and just the yeah. Did you get yeah. a hand job? And then just fucking cuts to black, and like just don't give too much away for our listeners who haven't true, seen it. Just how trivial the events were, but how big they made them feel. That's high school, you know? Everything was so important when you're in high school. You look back and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, the lead dude is really good. Well, he's a YouTube star, right? Yeah, see, I didn't know. I mean, everyone says, like, oh, he's this huge thing, and I'd never seen any of his things before. I mean, you can see in the show, American Vandal, like, all the footage from him as a child growing up like teenage like that's i'm pretty sure like a lot of that was a lot of his youtube stuff yeah like definitely like just super funny like he was great i think when it comes to just the performances it was it uh, like i thought the lead investigator kid was good and i thought his buddy the one who yeah uh, i'm trying to say this without spoiling things like his producer yeah like i thought he felt a little actory for with sure, some of his I delivery. Like, I liked him, though. No, I've I liked seen, him, I've though. seen him in a few things when he's, like, fairly younger, so I thought it was cool to see him kind of growing up, coming... I mean, he's still pretty young. I think he's only 15 or something like that. But uh, all, all in all, it was a good show, a good watch, and I hope they do another... I think they're working on a season two that's... I think it's a different storyline, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I hope they can uh, do more, because I thought it was really good. It definitely was likable. I think that's the that's the thing. Sometimes when there's a performance that I'm not 100% sure of, but I like, yeah, but the people come across as... Even some of the people who felt more like they were acting, like, I, I enjoyed their characters, and the dialogue was good, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it gets a fucking thumbs up, American Vandal. Yeah, from Joy Bishop and Andy Last, two thumbs up. <laughs> Looking forward to... Blade Runner 2049. Well, I'm happy it's getting good reviews. That yeah. should be out soon. It's this week, it's, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm seeing it on Friday. Mm. I'm pumped. I won't be able to see it this weekend, so I'll probably see it uh, early next week. Yeah. But speaking of uh, Carl Sagan... Woo! These segues, I missed them. <laughs> Carl Segway, am I right? Whoa! <laughs> Let's listen to a track called Sagan's Quest. By Droid Bishop.
And that was Sagan's Quest by Droid Bishop. And there's some cool little lasery sounds in there that kick this thing off. You know, just keeping it nice and Sagan-y for you. Are you a fan of Carl Sagan? Yes, I'm a huge fan. I think the dudes are... A righteous man. You know, I know a lot of people know him as an astrophysicist and the cosmos and all this stuff, but he's actually quite a... I think he's the most poetic of all the scientists I've I've ever been privy to. Well, he was definitely a, a good science promoter. Yeah. In a way that uh, I feel those people are important. Have you seen the original 1980 Cosmo series? I think I did when I was younger, but I've not watched it recently. It's worth watching now, especially like it's pretty 80s and awesome and his haircut is so 80s and 70s mixed in to one and the aesthetic is nice and synth wave friendly. Yeah, I remember watching that a few years ago, right when I got into making Droid Bishop stuff, and it kind of just changed my mind and altered my sense of what we're doing here on this planet and exploring the outer ends of the the galaxies and the universe. Very exciting stuff. Because before that point, like, you didn't believe in space? No, I believe in space. (laughs) (laughs) I never believed in the moon. There are people like that, you know. No, I mean, I grew up, like, not to get too too into it you know who knows what yeah everyone has their own beliefs and but i grew up kind of with the bible and all that stuff and was raised or told by people like there's no dinosaurs and you know it's just the earth and Hmm. growing up just realizing i think there's more out there than carl sagan kind of put a lot of things into perspective and you know i have a friend who had a very similar story to that yeah he was i think raised religious and then cosmos was the thing that oh really sort of was like oh yeah well it's cool i mean it's so not boring science stuff i mean it's very the way he talks about things is very poetic and very romanticized with everything and once i came to terms with you know who knows what happens when we die and i don't know anything and he kind of put my mind at ease and you know it doesn't matter we're all made from the stars and we'll return there someday and you know just don't be an asshole while you're here so <laughs> i'm trying to do that <laughs> carl sagan carl sagan don't be an asshole did you watch the new cosmos show yeah yeah i watched it with uh the grass Neil yeah how'd you feel about that version in comparison I enjoyed it I mean the music was great too and Alan Silvestri did the score and it was really cool but it was and I do like Neil and he was kind of Carl's protege Mm. but it just doesn't top the old one for me Carl's the master. Yeah, see, my only issue... You produced that show, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth great. MacFarlane? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, for me, I think that the role of people who can actually explain science on a... What do you say? Like a populist level? Whatever. Like, to, to people who... Layman's. Yeah, in yeah. a layman's sense. I think that's important. Yeah. And so, I usually give those people the benefit of the doubt, even if it's like, you know, like Bill Nye or... You know what I mean? Like, if they go on shows and their function is to try and explain science to people I I have to give them the benefit of the doubt but at the same time sometimes I get a little disappointed by certain things so with with Cosmos I'm fine with the new one but I still think the conceit of like now we're flying in the spaceship fucking discovery or whatever like that whole the way that they bookend the shows that they're in their like future spaceship or whatever and he's yeah. like in like the hollow deck of it or whatever yeah it comes across as cheesy to me well for sure i don't need that like that's 
the, what Carl Sagan did. Like, he's on some super, you know, Millennium Falcon, like, <laughs> spaceship, and, and it's awesome. It was just much better when he did it, and it was, when I watched the Neil one, it was just like, okay, I saw this from your teacher that did it, you know, 30 years ago and did it better, in my opinion. I, I liked the Neil one. It was cool, and I think it's important to show all this stuff, and, you know, it's science can be boring to a lot of people but i think he did a great job but i i I agree with you on it was a little bit cheesy it's hard to explain it's the way the ship looks the way that they talk about the ship and that it's just this green screen thing i don't know there's just something it it doesn't come they went out there it doesn't come together for me put it that way yeah the music was cool though yeah, no, it was it was grand. I mean, that was the grand. The, yes. the, the real thing that I found disappointing was Bill Nye's Netflix show. Oh, I didn't watch that. I heard it was good. No, I don't. It's know. Uh, okay. See, because I, I like Bill Nye. Like, I, I I just have a thing. Like any dude who's out there, yeah, or lady, you know, who's who's promoting science, uh, you know, I I think those roles are important but bill nye's show annoyed me it was frustrating because i'm like i don't know who this show is for they have these weird parts where they do like debate with like a few people at the table but clearly like you know bill nye's coming with a point of view so in one hand i guess it's cool for people who are proponents of science or whatever to see a show where like the science guy will shut down someone who's there to promote gibberish yeah yeah. because in any other circumstance it's like you know they always have to give equal time even if it's not equal in terms of what people believe you know so we see that with global warming and other things and yeah you know it always has one guy representing one end and one guy representing the other when it's not that 50 50 but i don't know like there's just moments where i wanted the discussion to be deeper like they were they were talking about uh, energy you know what to do about uh, you know using renewable energies and there was a dude there who whose point of view is that we should um also incorporate nuclear to get up to the point where you know we can all be using sustainable stuff because nuclear produces like a lot of power right but obviously it's got its downfalls too but like they didn't really let that dude talk and so it annoyed me because even if i don't agree with what that guy said i wanted to hear what he had to say i see your point whereas like every time he would like open his mouth bill and i'd be like yeah but nobody wants nuclear and then they would just like dismiss him and i'm like well then why'd you have that guy here like yeah see i didn't know it was that format and you know that's cool but i prefer his old show they also do like daily show style like reports where he's got like these young kind of people who go out and do like reports oh okay that are meant to be funny but but they they're not funny like it falls fucking flat so those disappointed me is it too technical no they're just not funny it's like they're trying to be i don't care for that and uh, so the humor fell flat the theme song is fucking atrociously annoying (laughs) and then there were some weird edits like I saw one where there was like a blind dude and they were using some special goggles to let him see which is cool right Uh, no it didn't let him see it was that what the goggles could look at the computer would understand what it saw and then relay I think through sound so like if you look at a flowers it would say like flowers so it you know what you're kind of pointed towards and then there was this really weird edit where it's like oh what do you hope to see you know with your new vision or whatever and he's like the world and he said it in like such a cheesy stupid way like the blind dude and then all of a sudden there was like this 
this applause that was clearly dubbed in or they informed the audience that they had to clap at that oh, moment yeah. and they and they yeah. didn't edit it right and so it just felt like Ugh, like this awkward moment and now I'm dying to watch this and I need to see the thing I only saw people complain about it but I know there was this really embarrassing musical number about gender where some lady comes out and sings about you know how it's cool you can be whatever you want to be kind of thing yeah which a I know like I saw a, f- a few se- seconds of this thing and it was like too embarrassing to look at because it was like a sort of like a talk rap kind of thing oh yeah did she fold her arms at the end? Noah's Arcade. I mean, I don't even know if I can watch it. I, mean, I should I should check it out just to see. And based on the stance that I could tell they were taking with the thing, I don't, I don't know that that was necessarily a scientific approach to that issue. It was more just a... You know, cultural, socially. Yeah, yeah. Of. So it, it so it felt kind of like maybe this shouldn't be dealt with on the science show. If if the science isn't cool or, or necessarily in agreement with, you know, what the social activists want, then maybe just kind of leave that topic alone. Yeah. Instead of taking a stand, if your show is all about science, you know? But uh, that's my opinion about Bill Nye's show. So I wanted to like it. Well, I, I mean, we can all agree. I don't know I don't know what it was like at your school, but in science class, when that fucking TV rolled into class and Bill Nye was the teacher for the day, that was a good day, my yeah. friend. <laughs> consider this. Well, let's consider this. I actually want to uh, jump back in time here. And listen to some old Droid Bishop because I was cool. feeling nostalgic. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to listen to a little track called Nightland. Ooh. And this was from the Electric Love EP by Droid Bishop.
And that was Nightland by Droid Bishop. And that's an oldie but a goodie from the Electric Love EP. And I'm here with Droid Bishop right now talking about science and space. Nerds. <laughs> we are nerds. I want to understand more science stuff. I wish I... I wish I did, you know, like I listen to like science podcasts and stuff and a lot of things just are very interesting to me, but then I don't retain it. Like, I'm not a good math guy. And when people talk about light speed and, and things like that, like I just can't wrap my brain around what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. I guess it's just, it starts with you just being open to learn more. You know, the second you close off the possibility of ideas and just everything is set in stone i think you're uh you're missing piece out. of shit you're mi- you're fucking loser no you're, <laughs> you're just missing out on some cool opportunities to explore things and i don't know i'm i'm like you I, i'm terrible at math and i it's hard to retain super technical things for me but i am the older i get i'm very just gay Super gay, and uh, I just I, I it sounds weird, but I think science is really cool, and I love science. <laughs> I love science. I just pushed up my glasses. Yeah. Like the other day, I went to um, we have the Griffith Observatory. Observatory. I can't even talk right now. It's a couple miles away from me, and I I go up there once in a while, and they have like a planetarium thing there, and they actually do a really cool planetarium show called Centered in the Universe, and it's actually really cool if anyone's in LA that goes to those sorts of things they should do that and I just uh, kind of get off on these things and I like to share them with the people in my lives and some of them get it and some of them you know couldn't be bothered but I don't know like I said science rocks it just blows my mind that there's these people who have these brains that are just functioning on a completely different plane than mine, and I'm happy for it. I'm not one of those people that is bothered that there are smarter people than them in the world. Like, I think there's there's a certain type of person that just doesn't like being told what to do, and, like, they don't like the idea that there's, like, smart people out there who might know better. Yeah. And for me, I that comforts me because there's so much I don't know. And so when I see someone who, you know, is really knowledgeable in a, in a subject that I just do not understand and they've got their passion and they're doing crazy things, like I just I'm like I'm so ha- I'm so thankful, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not going to fucking solve energy grid crisis or figure out how to fucking I mean- I like smarter people than me. I like to hang out with them. I like to learn from them. I just, I can't stand pretentious people or, you know, when they feel that they are smarter than you, therefore they're better than you. I I don't like those kind of people. I like people that like to share their knowledge to better everyone around them and, you know, to grow together. Yeah, and I think that's why people look very fondly on, like, Carl Sagan types and stuff because he's sort of... A warm presence. Yeah, very warm presence. At least, you know, it kind of felt like your cool uncle that would come around and show you, like, models of the planets and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, in, in that respect, I, I completely agree with you. Like, anyone who has that this snooty attitude, yeah, I just fucking shut down. I mean, it must be hard, though, too. Like, if you are an antisocial nerd, but I sort of expect it. I mean, it's, it's the way I feel whenever I chat with people who, like, are video game makers, you know? Like, yeah. it, it takes a certain type of person. A lot of those people, not all of them, but a lot of people like that are on the spectrum, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Or, like, have some sort of 
Aspergers or something like that. But hot dogs. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean. I get it. But, uh, yeah, which is not a problem. It kind of runs in my family a little bit. And and a lot of these people don't, their social cues are, are weird. So they may, it seems like they're being a dick about something or condescending to you or whatever. But they're not. They just don't know like those cues and they're just too smart for their own good in a sense yeah i mean it's important that so some of these issues require that sort of brain that's just yeah focused on a thing that i don't give a shit about but i mean but we need those people no like yeah our, of course our world has progressed because of those people yes like the one track mind that this is all that matters i don't care about partying or social activities and you know i just need to solve this problem problem mm-hmm. and we need those people yeah cause especially since you know like when i think about what's on my mind and it's mostly just when i'm outside just looking at uh, just boobs yeah ladies wearing yoga pants goose down yeah. petticoats <laughs> goose down petticoats over the yoga pants and that's what uh, life in canada is all about just like eating a pistachio with the shell cashews right <laughs> do you eat do you eat poutine poutine ever yeah i fucking love poutine it's weird that people consider that like some sort of Canadian thing. Like, well, they have it in Minnesota too. But it's just fucking cheese and gravy on fries. I mean, like, we can all do it. Yeah, but it's awesome that McDonald's in Canada does it. Although I've never had McDonald's poutine. Honestly, it was the best thing I've had at McDonald's. So it was it was solid poutine in a in a sense. I've had better, but for McDonald's, I was impressed, and it hit the spot. Yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. They have it near you, right? I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was in Toronto, I don't think, when I had it, but I mean, I, I assume it's in everywhere in Canada. That's a good question. We'll find out next podcast. An A&W opened up down the street from me, and they have poutine, so I, I ate some of theirs. Ooh, that cream soda. <laughs> yeah, I, I poured that all over my fries. Ooh, I used to have that when I was a kid. That shit is gross now. You ever notice how things that you loved when you were a kid were fucking gross, and the things that were gross you love now? Like olives? Yeah, like olives. Or like, I didn't like onions in anything when I was a kid, mm. and now it's like, you know, it's the best ingredient for most things. And now I just eat onions like uh, fucking apples now. You just crunch into that. Yeah. Yes. It's the fucking best. You know what's, uh, what I like is uh, a track by Droid Bishop called She Don't. Mm. Where you uh, sing and you say a bad word. According to who? Well, it's, hey, I guess it's all about just, perspective, man. Yeah, I know. These are just sounds, you know? Fuck censor- <laughs> censorship. They're just noises coming out of your mouth. Yeah, man. Well, let's listen to some of these sounds. This is She let's Don't do oh. by Droid Bishop.
And that was Droid Bishop with the track She Don't. But right now, he does chat with me. <laughs> I do. Dude, I can smell my pot roast almost being ready to devour in my slow cooker. I'm a big uh, crock pot guy. Just chuck a bunch of shit in, set the timer, set it and forget it, come back, dinner's ready. I have a crock pot. Do you use it? But I n- never use it. Uh, you're, you're missing out on some sweet things, bro. I think I'm going to... Now that we're in the uh, approaching fall or mm, autumn, some chili, some stews. Yeah, stew. I want to. I want to start making some stews. Yeah, it's easy, man. You just buy some chuck beef, throw in a bunch of shit, and you're good. <laughs> it's kind of. It's kind of hard to fuck it up, really. It may not be the best thing you've ever eaten if you're not paying too much attention, but you just throw some shit in there. It's gonna be fine. It's a droid bishop guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I make my music. Just throw a bunch of shit in there. It'll be fine. What's been going on in the L.A. synth scene? I see some pictures of you posing with some people. It's constantly posing. Um, Yeah, I saw Syntax the other night with Street Cleaner and Facehugger and a few others. They're starting to build a little bit of a a live scene out here. This was like the first of many, I guess. Neo LA, I think, this girl, Alex, is starting to put on. It was cool. And uh, James Mann, who is Syntax, and I uh, were given the the controls to the fog machine for Street Cleaner set, and we just fogged the shit out of that whole club it even like went it even like went into the other room where the billiards section was and just you know there were like non-synth people just like playing pool just in a cloud of fog nice it was awesome yeah it was very tech noir do you ever consider uh doing uh every day of my life man the bishop live i've probably been saying it for years but i'm really trying to figure it out uh like i'm getting a new computer so i don't crash my shit live and got a bunch of things i'm working on and i definitely want to just bring a my own experience i love what other people are doing but i'm not a dj i'm not gonna that's not my vibe i'm not gonna be like up there with dj decks and you know, I'll have my synths, and, but I want to have a drummer and maybe a few other people up there. And, yeah. You know, I come from more of a band background, so definitely having a drummer up there and a few other things, maybe some, like, you know, Simmons drum pads up on my station where I can do some extra Tom stuff and mm-hmm. just having some guest people come up, maybe, like, a friend who plays saxophone come up for a song, but mainly I just want to have a lot of cool lights and a lot of fog and a lot of atmosphere and you know, an experience that people walk out and feel like they were taken to another planet for a moment in time. Yeah, man. Well, that'd be fucking cool. With visuals by uh, Andrew Last. Oh, that's right. We could do like some cool uh, projection shit or something. Yeah, I definitely want to have some projection stuff and just something to look at because, I mean, I'm not the best keyboard player. You know, I'm a guitar player. I know how to play the piano a little bit. I know I'm more of a writer, so I compose my stuff and I play it and, you know, I make it nice and perfect with computers. So it's more about the experience than like, look at these awesome musicians up here, you know? You know, that's like Dance with the Dead. I mean, like with their show. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've got their laptops, but I mean, they play guitar. Like they don't, they're not doing keyboards, you know? Yeah. No, they balance it out. But, uh, and I, you know, I've seen them few times i'm seeing them with ghost in a few weeks that'll be cool they're nice guys 
but you know everyone's doing their own thing which is cool you know I, you went to the perturbator show right yeah and i don't even know if i'm everyone's been calling saying i'm saying it wrong but that's the way i think it sounds the best so no he says i don't, like, I don't like perturbator like, no it's fucking perturbator you know? no no so, even yeah. he's, he says it that way but he's got his accent so he says it in a funny way yeah because I, I was lucky actually because we went to the show and well actually hold on here let's listen to another track and then i'll fucking talk and then we'll get into perturbator yeah we'll listen to uh, another favorite of mine an old droid bishop song for fun this is days of the running man Ooh, by droid bishop
And that was Days of the Running Man by Droid Bishop, a Droid Bishop classic cut. And uh, yeah, what I was going to say, I was at the Perturbator show and I couldn't get in touch with him. Like, he... He's a busy boy, so he's hard to get a hold of when he's on tour. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, like, uh, this seems like such a waste because I saw the show and then I couldn't see him. So I was like, ah, fuck it. When I was leaving and I was with uh, I was with a dude who uh, who listens to the podcast, who uh, throws knives. His name's Marcus. Nice. Throws knives? Yeah, he's like a knife-throwing dude. Is he a carny? Yeah, he's a carny. Hangs out with the bearded lady? He does have a beard. So I was like, you know what? I was leaving, and I'm like, dude, I'm just going to go back in and just do a quick scout just in case, because when they close up the venue, like they start kicking everybody out. Yeah. So I, I went in quick, and then I bumped into Dana Jean Phoenix. Oh, yeah, I saw your picture. And so I was like, I didn't even know she was there. Like She was actually probably standing like five feet from where I was standing the whole time. So I bumped into her, and then we saw Haley Stewart taking pictures. Like, so I knew Haley was there. And then I don't have a data plan on my uh, cell phone. Yes, I remember trying to contact you. Yeah, so then, um, but then she emailed Haley, and then Haley came down and got us. So then that's how we ended up going up to the green room or whatever and, and hanging with James and, uh, and Judge Bitch, who hasn't nice. made music in like four years. Yeah, but. yeah, I haven't heard much recently but uh yeah it was good so we just you know we hung out for a bit and it was, it was a good time the show's good he's got a good light show like it's uh yeah, i mean i haven't seen him i missed his show he played here in la two or three weeks ago and i don't know i thought he wasn't coming through yet and i i just missed the show and i was kind of bummed about that because you know he's definitely one of the top guys and the synthwave scene he does his own thing i like his heavy dark style and you know motherfuckers opening up for john carpenter on halloween in vegas did you know that i did not know that one how sick is that (laughs) it's awesome yeah no it's pretty cool man it's anyone in this scene is like john carpenter rules and if you don't then you know get out (laughs) you know he has quite the following now and it's uh it's cool to see like it's fun when you know people before and after you know like so when i'm talking to him you know when i first met him and he was just considering maybe doing like some live show and yeah you know and it would have been just this very simple thing and like a small fucking club or whatever and now he can you know do these tours and stuff and it's pretty cool and i i'm always having that conversation with people about this is not a new thought of mine, but you know, there's those dark wave guys have this metal audience. Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out is how the synth wave scene in the synth pop and stuff like that can get that sort of audience because I know like there's these yeah. dudes who are so talented, right? And when I think, well, like right now, like FM 84 in the midnight, for example. Yeah, I was just about to say. And they're doing specific shows, and I know like they, they seem to get like a pretty good turnout at those, but I still think, I, I don't know if they would be able to do the same kind of tour. I don't think they'd be on the same tour as like Dance or Perturbator or Ghost or something. You know, anyone can get in it, into anything. Like I, I listen to all sorts of music, so I can go to both of those type of shows, but you definitely get the metal heads, metal heads and synth metal dudes going to Perturbator, Dance, Ghost shows. And then you get the more pop vocal synth poppy people who who go to the FM eighty four midnight shows that whether they're like synthwave, they might just either they're synthwave people or they came from a poppy EDM electro pop kind of background and that kind of blends into that audience which I've found because I have friends that are really into EDM and progressive house and trance that go to like 
EDC and all these festivals every year, and they like the midnight and things like that, like kind of the sun-soaked palm tree right. shit, you know what well, I mean? Well, see, that's good to know, though, because, see, I've been trying to figure out the... Demographic? The demographic, the analytics or whatever, yeah. because, you know, I'm seeing, you know, like the videos they post from, like, the, the Outland, uh, the Synth Festival in Europe and stuff. I mean, they oh, say yeah, festival, yeah. but it's like a one-night show where they rent out a place. They get some pretty good turnouts, but it's not the same. Like, I think the crowd is different, and I, I'm about to say a thing that I'm not actually joking but i think for some of the synth stuff especially like the more kind of the the cheesier kind of 80s uh funky kind of stuff yeah i think the audience for that is just like it's an older crowd and when i say older i mean people like my age you know and this is gonna sound like a joke but i think that those shows might fare better if they were like earlier Literally like in the night. Yes, early bird special since shows. Yeah, like I think that, like, not that they're old people, but when I see the I the get, sort of, I get what you're saying. When I see the difference in the crowd, when you're you're at like uh, you know a perturbator, a carpenter, brood show, and there's all these like fucking like goth chicks and stuff. Yeah, and then I see the videos coming in from Outland Synth, and there's like yeah. it's a, just a totally different vibe. It's a different world. I mean, it's all synth wave. I guess people like to throw the label on it, but to me, it's like I hate subgenres. But it's almost like there needs to be because which I mean, I guess there are you call it dark wave. And Mm -hmm. I I think to articulate your point is that the perturbator dance with the dead ghost type thing, a it's heavy and there wasn't that in the 80s. Like you don't hear a ghost song that sounds like this is 1985. It sounds you know, the drums are less verbed out. They're in your face. It's fat. It's more on a new trip mm. where the other stuff is like, hey, we want it to sound like it's 1984. The issue I've had, too, because, I mean, sometimes I'll use, like, my wife to figure it out. Like, I'll hear a song. So, say, by, a you know, you know FM84, The Midnight are great examples of that, where I'm listening to it. I'm going like, okay, well, this is just a le- legit, like awesome 80s song like and if you and i know she likes 80s music and uh, yeah. yeah i know lots of people who do who grew up with it but there's a lot of people who grew up with 80s music who i don't know that they necessarily like the musicality of it they just like that it's nostalgic because they heard it when they were young and they don't make that same connection like when you play a song that sounds like something from that time that is equally as fun but since it's not michael jackson yeah just it doesn't count it's like the only things that count was the fucking top 40 hits that were on the radio at that time for me i've always loved the music i'm the kind of guy who i don't need to hear songs more than once like when i like a song i know i like a song instantly Mm -hmm. like they don't they don't have to grow on me i know within the first like fucking 10 seconds whether i like a song it's only downhill if the artist chooses to do something weird like part way through yeah but for the most part, the second a song starts, I'm like, okay, this is good. I just know it. And I've always been that way. And so for me, like with a, with any type of music, it's like when I hear music that's the kind of nostalgic but new, like that's like the perfect fucking space. Yeah. And that's what Synthwave does for me, whether it's just a sample they chose, but there's still like modern beats or, you know, whether it's the whole yeah. like f- uh, structure of the song. And there's a there's a balance too. I mean, just digressing a little bit. I think the Midnight and FM, because we're using them as examples, their production does sound more current. It's not like they have this lo-fi, it sounds like it was recorded in 85. No, it's, it's clean. Just, they're, they're both very clean. They're clean. And then you have other people, they want it to sound like 
it legit is 1985 with big verb and you know everything's kind of lo-fi and, and you know it's all great but you mm. just there's just so many avenues that people are taking it's hard you can't even just say it's synthwave anymore we probably all think this to ourselves whoever makes the music in this genre like oh well i'm synthwave like that i'm more synthwave than that or something you know because some things are outrun or whatever you know like that's outrun this is that, but it's all synthwave, I guess. I'm guilty of that only because of laziness. Like, I just call everything synthwave. For sure. And it, I, I recognize that they're very different, that there's very different things. Yeah. And I think I think most people just consider synthwave, it's the alternate of outrun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, instrumental music's kind of video game sounding uh, with some 80s samples and 80s drum beats. Because anytime, once singing's involved, then it's synth pop, you know, and Perturbator yeah, exactly. and stuff is dark wave. Dark and, wave. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, vapor wave, the, uh, the outcast. But speaking of uh, some space wave, Ooh. I want to listen to another track from End of Aquarius, and then maybe we can fucking uh, wind this down. Yeah, I need my pot roast, bro. Yeah, man. This is a, this is a track I dug. It's called The Wolf Inside. And this one uh, reminds me of space. The energy's a bit different, so it's more like maybe you're unsure flying through some space portal. I like it. Unsure of the of the destination ahead. This is the wolf inside by Droid Bishop.
And that was The Wolf Inside by Droid Bishop. And we've been chatting to Droid Bishop today. Yes, we have. I'm referring to myself. So what's coming up, man? It's been nice to catch up with you. You got anything good coming up? As far as Droid Bishop? Not just anything. Well, I'll just, we'll, we'll start there. I'm currently working on a new release. I'm thinking of maybe doing a full length, maybe at least 10 songs. Because I haven't really put out one in a while. It's been just a couple EPs. So working on that, glad I didn't lose my files from this uh, (laughs) update disaster. Thank you, Andy Last. Mm -hmm. So just, I've got a couple, maybe five songs in the bag that are are not really completely mixed and just starting. I've kind of got like five that are like, all right, here you go for people that listen to my music and like Droid Bishop. And then now I'm working on things like here's five more that are either you like it or you don't. Here's what I want to do right now. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a fair thing. And to be honest, the other five that are for the other the fans are still like not going to sound like the first EP or whatever, but just still including those aesthetics and feels that the people that listen to my music want to hear or expect to hear. I don't know if they expect anything, but now I'm kind of doing some experimental stuff and maybe playing a little real bass on some shit with some slaps and get a little funky with it, you know? Did you ever move on your remaster of Beyond the Blue? No, I had a feeling you were going to bring that up. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I, mean, I know, I know. I, I get a lot of... I wish I never said that, to be honest. Like, I'm going to do it and really Oh, you mean like it. people who listen to the show with you? Or who knows, like whether I said it with you and I probably tweeted about it, like, I'm, I'm going to remaster this or remix this <laughs> I, I'm future. committing to a fucking big project I don't want to do. I'm committing to remaster the worst experience of my life you know like uh, <laughs> it's like revisiting some weird childhood memory mm. but uh, I really do want to re- uh, revisit that and I get a lot of questions like have you started working on that I'm like um, I'm not annoyed at these questions but it's kind of like when it's released you'll you'll know you know I've got other I've got a lot of stuff going on and it's a little counterproductive and anti-creative for me sometimes to go back to something I've done in order to make it better, which I do want to do and will do. But, you know, I I like to make new music, and so I'm kind of working on that for now. And I kind of want to get some sort of budget together or some put some savings aside to have that properly done, the Beyond Blue. Uh, I, I I don't think that I have the energy to go back and do it myself. I think I would just be second guessing everything. You know what, what would I mean? what would your directive be like if you like paid somebody to remaster? Like, what's the one sentence you could you would say to them? Mm, one word or one sentence? One sentence. Besides, make it better. Yeah, I'd just be like, <laughs> just make it sound bomb. You know, or, or I don't know. I this is what I'd say. Listen to this album. Make it sound like that. That's what I would do. And that that one of those albums, something I'll choose of someone I like to listen to. I, I'm personally a fan of good sounding mixes and I wish that I were better at it. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I like shit to sound good but uh, you know I know some people in the scene probably like little raw and not too modern sounding but I'm I'm not really trying to make shit that's already been made so I like modern stuff with a throwback to the production. Yeah, and I like a nice clean production. There's nothing wrong. I'm not a fan of like, it's overproduced. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, sometimes things could be a little less perfect, but uh, I like shit to sound good and there's this duo that I'm really into called Oliver and they, they're they not synthwave, but they do a lot of 
throwback stuff, more kind of house stuff. But uh, honestly, like a lot of synth waivers would be into it, and their mixes are just really clean and precise. And there's nothing wrong with that to me. So yeah, I think we played some Oliver earlier in this show. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I just saw them the other night do like a two-hour DJ set in this little club in LA and it was inspiring I was just watching them and I, I listened to a lot of their production and not to like rip them off but just kind of learn I, I look up to those guys and my brother did a song on their new album and they're cool dudes and shit should sound good that's all I'm saying yeah man well that's a that's a lovely note to end on shit uh, should sound good yes yes when it hits the toilet yeah man well what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had to ugly up that beauty. So. <laughs> there will be no toilet humor on this show. Yeah, I know. I forgot who I was talking to. Yeah. I'm a very classy guy. Andy Class, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not even going to say goodbye. I'm just fucking hang Delete. Up. Undo. <laughs> avoid Bishop. But uh, it was good to catch up with you, man. You too, bro. I wish I could uh, share this delicious pot roast with you. Well, just put it in a fucking uh, Ziploc bag and then... No, uh, just Dropbox it, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I only have two gigs in my Dropbox. I don't Uh, think... uh, This is like a terabyte of of, uh, pot roast, so... (laughs) Sorry, bruh. Well, man, I hope you enjoy your pot roast. I shall. And uh, thanks for listening to all those people out there. We love you from from us to They love hearing from Droid Bishop, and so do I. When you uh, come up with a new thing, man, come back. I always enjoy chatting with you. I shall. You know, I'll keep you updated. Maybe I'll send you something kind of rough, and you can put it on one of your shows and, like, you know, a little preview or something. Ooh, that'd be exciting. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, we're going to go away now. Uh, it was good talking to you. Droid Bishop. Everyone should go check out Droid Bishop, one of my favorites. Maybe we'll end on another one of my tracks I like of uh, Droid Bishop's. Another classic. Yes. Uh, Into the Darkness Ooh. from uh, from Electric Love. I uh, haven't heard that one in a while, so we'll, we'll end on that. So you have a lovely L.A. day, night. You too, Mr. Canada. Yeah, man. And we'll fucking uh, talk soon. Let's do it. Ciao.
And that was Droid Bishop. I hope you enjoyed the show. I know this one was very uh, thank you heavy, but um, I really appreciated it. And uh, I wanted to make sure that I acknowledged uh, people who thanked me. And I'm sorry if I missed you. Um, I was just going through my old Twitter and Facebook messages, and I'm sure there was probably some in there that I skipped over. But it doesn't mean I don't appreciate you, and I tried my best to uh, to thank everybody. So, remember, you can follow Beyond Synth on Twitter, at Andy Last. You can check out the Beyond Synth Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. There's Beyond Synth on SoundCloud. You can check out Beyond Synth on YouTube. Check out episode one of The Real Beyond Synth, which is the uh, the talk show version of this show. And uh, there's also a VidMe account for Beyond Synth now. If you like VidMe, it's just basically the videos that I'm posting on the YouTube. And uh, if you have music you want to play on the show or you want to get in touch with me to have your music featured on Beyond Synth, you can email beyondsynth at gmail.com. And that is everything I got to say today. So everybody, thank you for listening to the show. Tune in next time. and, uh, And I hope to talk to you soon on Beyond Synth. The best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond the Metro, this is essential. We can't let you run away. Beyond the film.